here we are back at it again on another episode of the Mondo Show here on the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network coming to your home. Every week, I try to bring guests that are going to inspire you, challenge you, and most of it, help you fall in love with Jesus Christ. I'm all about building a relationship with Christ that cannot be broken the foundation of our life, our spiritual life, or everyday life is in the foundation of prayer, the Bible. And even though we're facing situations that we may not understand in our nation, in our culture today, I believe personally that the foundation of the Word of God cannot be compromised by any means necessary. Politics, culture, the way opinions are being made on social media today can all sway a different direction. But when your foundation is in the Word of God, now l listen to me. I'm an ex-gang member from East L.A., California, that the world said, lock them up, throw the key away. When I got saved, the church didn't know what to do with me. There was no programs available. They wanted to put me on this program, that program. But what I needed was an encounter to have a personal relationship, a process that can help me detox from the sin that I came from. And today, God is using me and this program around the world to be able to share the good news on what God has done. And what if I tell you that your breakthrough is connected with fasting and miracles that take place? Stay tuned because on today's program, my special guest, and as you can see, I've been devouring, I've been reading this book, this devotional, getting ready to put it into action because I need a breakthrough in my life. And if you're asking God for a breakthrough in your finances, from your trauma of your past, from your relationships to direction in your life, I want you to stay tuned because on today's program, I believe God is about to speak to you on what steps you need to take. You know that the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man or woman, we got to say that correctly because today we're living in a political incorrect society where we have to include everybody. But the Bible always includes all of us in what the Bible says. But I want to tell you the steps that you take are ordered by the Lord. So I believe that on today's program, God is about to speak to you. Take notes, get your coffee, because I believe God is going to do something in your life that is going to ignite something different. And I want you to stay tuned because my special guest is president of Total Life Coach, founder of National Women's Movement, Women of Influence, Tammy and her husband, Phil, are the co-founders of Influence Church in Anaheim Hills, California, where they serve as senior pastors. And she has authored a brand new book titled Fasting for Miracles, a 21-day journey to seeing faith become reality. Please help me welcome my special guest. I hope I pronounced your last name properly. Tammy Hudson. Pillar, welcome to the program. Whoa, great job. You're one of the few <laughs> that have actually pronounced Yay! that correctly. So thank you. Oh, listen. Thank you for having me on your show. It is my honor. I love you, not just because you love God, but you are in California, my home state. I miss it so much. How's California doing? Revival is coming to California. You mark my words. Come on. 
<laughs> Amen. Amen. You know what? Too many people are th- looking at our governor and not looking to God. Uh-oh. And there is a movement and awakening happening in California. Um, you know it. And there are people praying there's good seed and good soil. And we're seeing an awakening here. Listen, I got so much I want to talk to you about because I need help. <laughs> I need your counseling, Pastor. I need direction on what's going on with California because you're seeing a governor trying to implement, yeah. you know, laws that really do not make sense from electric mm-hmm. cars to understanding mm-hmm. why they want to push this new green deal and understanding why they want mm-hmm. to shut the church down in a moment of pandemic and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yet you and your husband and the church challenged uh, Gavin Newsom and decided yeah. to stay open. Why did you decide to stay open in a time when everything was being shut down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. any churches that stood out, they became literally enemy of the state? Yeah, amen. Well, first of all, it's our mandate. The sh- the, you know, you cannot shut the church down. We know that, first of all. We are the ecclesia. We are the called out one. So you can't shut the church down. And here in California, we stayed open through the whole pandemic. We actually served our community with food and with necessities in areas that nonprofit organizations shut down in fear and uh, the way that the, the enemy, and I'll even say our administration, tried to shut us down. But we had a deep conviction. And Mondo, out of that actually grew a news media outlet that my husband started called AmericanFaith.com. And we worked with Jack Hibbs and with Rob McCoy and with Dr. Uh, Papa Che up in, in Pasadena. And we worked with churches here in California to open up wide. And we are seeing a revival because of our faith and because we did not close the church down. Listen, tell me about this movement that started with National Women's Movement, the Women's of Influence. What birthed that? Well, you know, when my husband and I started the church 10 years ago, God really led on our heart to call it Influence Church because we all have a sphere of influence in the world. And we believe that we wanted to build up believers to have influence. And of course, out of that came Women of Influence, which was our women's ministry. And we've been ministering all over the globe. And I mean, literally all over the globe uh, as the hands and feet of Jesus, both with my coaching and my passion. But I equip women Uh, to really be all God created them to be. So it's a national movement with our women. And then um, honestly, Mondo, I think the church needs to wake up and rise up in our spheres of influence. So we started a record label called Influence Music. We're on every streaming platform. You can check out our label. And then there's just so many things. I mean, the church doesn't need to compete with the world. We need to lead the world. Come on. And so we have to rise up in all of these seven mountains and these areas of influence that God's given us to take root and take ground. And that's what we're doing here at Influence Church. You you really encouraged me because I, I read about you and I saw some videos that you were doing different interviews. Years ago, you started mentoring Young Hollywood. And I remember, uh, I think it was about 20 years ago, I began to work with the Dream Center in Los Angeles with Pastor Matthew Barnett and Tommy Barnett and and spent several years there being mentored by Matthew and and Pastor Tommy. And I, too, was asked to lead a Bible study in Hollywood Hills. But tell me about the work you did in the beginning with Young Hollywood 
Yeah. What ignited the passion to share Bible study in the gospel? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say, I was just with Matthew on Friday. So God's still doing a great work at the Dream Center. We partner with them and we love them. But my husband and I started, um, it was called LA God. And we met, we began to meet with young Hollywood. A lot of the names you would know today, actors and musicians that had a passion and a heart for God, but also had a desire to impact the industry. So as you would know it, we met at the W Hotel in Hollywood on every Wednesday night. And we started with 10 or 15, went to 50, and, and then several hundred were coming where my husband and I just poured in to young Hollywood how to stand strong for their convictions and their belief, how not to compromise for a role. Uh, you know, so often you get in that environment and you want so desperately to be known and to be seen, and you end up compromising your convictions. So we just came alongside of them and encouraged them to be strong with their gifts and their talents and not compromise their conviction. And then out of that actually birthed the church that we're in now, Influence Church here in Anaheim, California. What makes you keep going, Pastor? Because throughout huh? the years, there has been a lot of changes in the church. And I always love to ask pastors that come on the show on what is the state of the church right now? Where are we headed in the next few years? Because a lot of pulpits are compromising the gospel. A lot of you know, pulpits are not preaching the gospel. They sound good sure. and, and they feel good. And but yet we have a mandate from Paul to not allow another gospel to come in. But yet you're pastoring, you're a new season right now. What keeps you mm -hmm. going? Well, first of all, I would say to everyone, when there's a calling on your life, press into that calling. And I'm telling you what, I am more excited today in probably my fourth quarter of life than I've been in my whole ministry. Because listen, I've read the word of God and the enemy's strategy is the same. I, I'm going to make reference to the book and you made reference to it. But I walk through so many passages in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And listen, Mondo, Satan's strategy is the same. It's try to silence believers, silence the church. And when this pandemic came, the enemy's strategy was to bring arrows of discouragement, defeat, confusion, fear. But we know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And I'm agreeing with you. Churches today are asleep. They're woke. They're silent. Uh, they're, they're, they care more about seeking after numbers, and they care about seeking after the kingdom. And I'm speaking about local believers and local churches. So I understand that um, I've been ridiculed for taking the stand but I just believe that we need to rise up. We need to be strong. We need to do as Esther did and come against those authorities like the Hammonds in our life to try to wipe out generations of believers. And we have to stay strong. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited today. We just sent our staff to Asbury, Kentucky, because as you know, there's a revival breaking out on that college campus. We are seeing a movement in California, and our staff will be back on Sunday morning here in our local church to bring revival back to California, back to the roots. We're going to see an awakening. Newsom is no different than, than the kings of the, of, the, of the Word of God who tried to silence the church. He will not succeed. God is on the throne, and we will see revival. I'm our revival by myself in the studio for a moment. <laughs> Listen, people, I'm excited because I want you to know that no matter what is going on, God has a plan. And I, in Jeremiah, he tells us, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. God has always had a plan for you and I. I don't know what trauma you have been going through in your life. 
I don't know what demons you're fighting. I don't understand why you allow yourself to be defeated when God has given us the tools and people like Pastor Tammy as an example to lead us in a way that we don't have to live in the past anymore. It's time to reignite your marriage. Yeah. time to reignite your call of God. Listen, I pray today, and I'm declaring this word over you. Find the will of God for your life. It will change everything around you. A lot of people ask me, how have you been able to make it from gangs to grace and maintain your walk after 26 years with the Lord? I tell you what it is. When I begin to find what the will of God was for my life and stay consistent and being patient and allowing God to show me the direction that he wanted me to go, is when things begin to break loose in my life. And Amen. I pray that that happens to you because everything that is connected through your breakthrough, I have to find out that uh, through the hard times and crisis, God will begin to speak to you. The Bible says that you have to have ears to listen and eyes to see. And in the midst of all the confusion that is taking place, in the midst of all the opinions that you have on social media, I want you to know that God wants you to hear his voice. And one of the things that I have learned throughout the years is the power of fasting. This book is not even a book. It's a journey. It's a 21-day journey of fasting for miracles. This is what you write in the introduction. This is why I said I want this lady on my program because she's speaking my language. This is what you write in your introduction. I have wrestled deeply with the relationship of fasting and miracles for some time. I felt that way. I don't believe that our works or efforts turn the heart of God. I do believe, you're right, however, that obedience brings the favor of God. I do believe that God desires us to temper our own flesh. He tells us to not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Fasting, listen to this. Fasting is a way to battle your flesh. Fasting is a way to teach us to move from the natural to the supernatural, from the physical to the divine. Only God can perform miracles, but fasting is an act of our will that, clear, that clears space for the things of God. I love this last line. I believe that often our breakthrough is around the corner. It made me think back of Mike Atkins' uh, song, Don't Give Up on the Brink of a Miracle. Oh, Amen. listen. Amen. I, tell me about fasting, because mm -hmm. how is fasting connected to the miracles in our lives? Well, Mama, let me start here. Most churches don't practice fasting. We don't understand the spiritual discipline of fasting. And most of us don't, don't believe in miracles today. I grew up in a wonderful Christian home. My parents knew God and loved God. But to be honest with you, I never understood fasting. We never fasted. And it wasn't until 10 years ago after my husband and I started this church that we needed a spiritual breakthrough. And when my eyes fell upon the passage that said some things only happen by prayer and fasting. Listen to me, some things, some breakthroughs, some demonic spirits only are broken with prayer coupled with fasting. These are two spiritual disciplines that I don't believe the church are practicing, two keys to the kingdom that we are not practicing today. So I went on a fast. On my prayer walk, God spoke to me and he said, fast with me. 
This was right after the pandemic, and I believe God wanted to do something fresh in my life. And actually, I wrote my first book on fasting called Fasting with God. And it's a 21-day journey through the Hebrew names of God. And I walked through Elohim and El Shaddai and El Elyon and all the names of God. But Mondo, he was not finished with me. He said to me, fast for miracles. And when I wrote this book, it changed my life. I researched the miracles in the Word of God, all the miracle stories, all the fasting passages, and it's as if my eyes were opened up. And let me explain it to your audience this way. When the Word of God tells us not to gratify the desires of the flesh, that means don't give in to them, don't play with them, don't be governed by them. I believe that fasting has to do with food. Now, let me just say this. It's very important. Many people today believe they can fast social media or fast the internet or fast Netflix. But the word of God tells us fasting. In the Hebrew, the word fast means shut your mouth. In Greek, it means no food. I believe that a biblical fast is a food fast. Because what's happening when I'm saying no to food, when my stomach is grumbling and my desires are wanting to be gratified, when I say no to that temptation, I'm saying no to my flesh. So when I learn to say no to my flesh with food, I'm teaching myself how to say no to my flesh in other areas. So for me, I've practiced fasting now for 10 years, and I've learned how to say no to food but I've also learned how to say no to flesh and temptations and struggles that come my way. I've learned that there's a power in me through fasting and through not gratifying my flesh to say no in other areas of my life. Jesus knew we had to learn to say no to our flesh so we could learn how to battle the enemy. Let's talk about the types of fast that you write in your book. What are the type of fast that we can begin to practice? Well, many of us know absolute fast, and that's like a 30-day fast. Some people do it longer where there's no food, maybe only water. That's an absolute. That's a very stringent and difficult fast. So unless you really feel prompting from Holy Spirit, I, I say that cautiously to be careful with that fast. I do what's called a partial fast. I don't eat anything during the day, and then I have a small evening meal. And then I go back on my fast. So I don't fast. I do that for 21 days. Some people participate in the Daniel fast, which means no meat, no grains, no wine. So you're abstaining from that. But Mondo, here's what I like to say. Everyone can fast something. Many people today have gotten very, uh, almost, I think, controlled. And they say, you know, I can't fast. I'm diabetic or I'm on medicine. I can't fast. Listen, everyone can fast something. You can fast sugar, you can fast breakfast, you can fast uh, uh, something you enjoy. Fast something, because if it's not a discipline, if it's not something that you literally have to turn to God for your strength, then you really aren't disciplining yourself in fasting. So I, in the book, as you know, I write all the different times of fast listed in the Bible, um, give you some options, give you some coaching tools. And then, I don't know if you checked it out, on my website, which is just my name, Dot com. I actually coach you every morning. I give you coaching videos to keep you strong and focused through your 21-day fast. I literally become your fasting coach for 21 days. Listen, I love that you write fasting for a clean heart, fasting for intimacy with God, fasting for faith, fasting for forgiveness. Oh, listen, we need forgiveness in our heart fasting for favor, fasting for protection, fasting for brokenness. 
so many people, Pastor, are dealing with the trauma of their past. Are we able to fast for the trauma that has been caused by the past? You know, I like to ask people, what's your something, Mondo? If Jesus said some things only happen, what is your something? What's that thing that you just can't get breakthrough? The lies from the past, the addictions you have today, the self, the insecurities, the low self-esteem, the behaviors. What is it that you're something? Jesus wrote that scripture for you. Some things only come out, only break through with the discipline of prayer and fasting. And I believe when you get this combination and they come together and you spend time with spiritual warfare, you're going to see breakthrough. I can tell you in a test firsthand, I've seen the breakthrough. I've seen the miracles. We just had so many miracles during our 21 day fast. We saw cancer gone. We saw women who couldn't get pregnant, not only pregnant, but pregnant with twins. We saw marriages come together. We saw miracles. Yes, 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 God wants to give you your miracle. Ooh, listen, this book is for you. I want you, I'm going to put a link on the screen. I want you to get this 21-day journey to seeing faith become reality, fasting for miracles. This is something that you need to implement in your life. It's time for a breakthrough. Stop being the victim. Stop blaming everybody else. Put that aside for a moment. It has not worked for you. It's not going to work then. It's not going to work now. It's not going to work in the future. But what if your miracle is connected through fasting? Pastor, I, I want our time is leaving so fast. I can't believe how 30 minutes goes by so fast. And yet we're just barely touching on the book. Let's talk about the process of fasting for a miracle. What can we expect in that process? What are we going to see? How are we going to feel? What, what emotions? I'm, I'm saying a lot, but I, I'm so fascinated because I've read a lot of books about fasting, and I can tell you they're very complicated, and they make you feel like you can't attain the miracle. And, and I believe that's why people have lost faith in miracles today, yet we still have the hope that a miracle can happen. Well, you know, that's one reason that I do the coaching videos each morning, Mondo, is because I want to be there for you to walk with you through the journey. Accountability is so crucial. And, you know, we can never put a timetable on God. I'm not telling you that in 21 days you're going to have your absolute breakthrough and miracle. But I am going to tell you with the discipline of 21 days, you will be on your way. I wrote this book two and a half years or uh, about something that happened two and a half years ago in my life. And I've been praying that God would give me a miracle and actually a loved one in my life. And I'm seeing pictures of it, but I haven't seen the full manifestation. That doesn't mean I'm giving up on my faith. That doesn't mean I'm giving up on my miracle. So yes, you're right. Often we expect as if we're going to come to God and he's going to give it to us the moment we ask. Do you realize that God is in the journey? Do you realize God is in the wait? Do you realize your breakthrough is on his timetable? He wants to grow up in you. He wants to teach you the goodness and the precepts of God. And often that comes through crisis. Often that comes through difficulty. And I tell you what, if you will come to God patiently, walking with him and waiting and not trying to put a timetable on God, I believe not only will you go deeper in your walk with God, but you'll begin to see glimpses of eternity.
You'll begin to, as you said, Mondo, have ears to hear and eyes to see. You know, I like to say in the book, it's not as much even about your breakthrough or your miracle as it is the divine revelation of God himself. He's taking you on a personal journey. That's what life is all about. It's not about a 21-day course. It's about an intimate relationship with the God of the universe that knows you better than you will ever know yourself. There you have it. My special guest today was Pastor Tammy Hudson-Piller, author of The 21-Day Journey to Seeing Faith Become Reality, Fasting for Miracles. Thank you so much for joining me today, Pastor. It's been a delight. And I want to thank you for writing this journal to help us understand what steps you can take. I'm praying and I'm fasting for Jerusalem. I am praying that God will begin to show us signs and wonders through the beautiful city of Jerusalem. I have a book right here. It's a coffee table book that was authored and put together by my friend Doug Hershey, Jerusalem Rising. I want you to take a look at this video and stand with me. As I'm praying for Jerusalem, I'm fasting for Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem. I believe that we're connected as a people together. Watch this video and support this program when you order this book for a donation of $30 and begin to pray and fast for the city on the hill, Jerusalem. Watch this. I'm Doug Hershey, author of the best-selling book, Israel Rising, Ancient Prophecy, Modern Lens that looks at the revival of this land and combines an ancient prophecy, regional history, and stunning then and now photo comparisons. I'm pleased to announce a second volume in the Ancient Prophecy Modern Lens series, a brand new photo book, Jerusalem Rising. In Israel Rising, we looked at the physical revival of this land. In Jerusalem Rising, we looked at the prophesied restoration of this city and why it has arrested men's hearts through the centuries, even in its desolation. Zechariah 8 speaks to a desolate city and its people about what is coming. Some of it seems to defy logic or given traditional conflicts, seems almost impossible. It speaks of a time when his people will return to the city, the elderly and children will dwell peacefully in the streets, and the nations will begin to flood here. Perhaps most stunning is God saying that he will return to live in the city with his people. To have a closer look at all this city has endured, I've obtained the oldest photos of Jerusalem ever taken, some from 1844, 1850s, and 1860s, even into the early 1900s. With an Israeli adventure photographer, we went back and recreated these angles, some for the first time ever, to show how the dramatic changes are happening in this city. These rare photos have a story of their own, hidden away and forgotten in time until the last 15 years. No other city on earth has had its history foretold from its destruction to empty desolation to a revival as a major player on the world stage. Today, according to prophecy and against all odds, Jerusalem is rising again, and it's just the beginning. See the evidence for yourself. I want you to get the coffee table book today, Jerusalem Rising. Just go to ptlshop.com mondo. For a donation of $30, you can help me continue to broadcast this program as I bring guests that will inspire you, guests that will coach you through the process of life and prophecy and politics, everything that the Bible talks about today. Remember, together we can do it. Together we can change the world. Together we can fast and see miracles take place like never before. I got to get going. But remember, go to ptlshop.com 
slash Mondo. I have other products there that you can help me support this program as we continue to grow with the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network. Thank you for standing with me today. And remember, I want you to get the book, Fasting for Miracles, a 21-day journey to seeing faith become a reality. I got to go, but remember this, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. Bye-bye.